Do It Your Damn Self is a podcast that explores the movers and shakers of history and today's world who never took no for an answer. Author Jada Taylor discusses everything from music to TV to literature and the people who did it themselves their own way. Greetings, everybody. My name is Jada Taylor, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear my podcast, Do It Your Damn Self, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and many other outlets. So come and join this party, sis. I can't wait to host you. It's official. official. Come on. Lock in with DJ Chase on the pregame party mix podcast. What's going on, world? It's the pregame party miss podcast. Make sure you follow me on that Instagram underscore DJ Chase on that Twitter at DJ Chase. That Facebook DA Real DJ Chase. Lock in with me. Enjoy your listening experience. I hope you guys are really, really enjoying the podcast. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy bringing you guys really dope interviews. So you know, have some fun. Tune in. Lock in. Yeah, the pregame party miss podcast. Let's get it. Yo, what up? It's Tagens, and you now chilling with my guy DJ Chase live on DJ Chase Radio. Yeah, man, it's the one only DJ Chase, man. Worldwide Sounds Records own, man. DJ Chase Radio own the pregame party miss podcast, DJChase.net, man. And we here today with a special, special guest, man. Montreal, Canada's own, man. Tay Jens, what's, what's good, brother? I'm good. How you doing? 
I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. You're real smooth, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make one quick correction. I know a lot of people make this mistake. The uh-huh. G is hard on my name. It's Tay Gens. Oh, Tay Gens. I'm sorry. Tay yeah, Gens. My, no, my it's fault. Fine. Nah, it's fine. Like, I, it, it's... You're not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong for seeing it the first time. Pronounce it that way, but gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry, sorry. Yeah, oh, man. Good. So you know, I want to, I want to get a little, I want to get into a little bit of your background. Yeah. Um, you know, and I want my fans to kind of learn who you are because I deal with a lot of people from all over the world. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they people, people like to hear new music. They like to dis- discover new music. Yeah. Um, you know, a little bit of back about your background. You're, you're originally from Montreal, Canada, correct? Yeah. So I'm born and raised in Montreal. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm a first generation Canadian. So my family is from Cameroon. Mm, okay. So my parents immigrated to Montreal, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, I was born. I was born here in the city, and I grew up here. So, in a nutshell, as that, I've been I've been able to go back, uh, you know, to the, to my parents' country, to, to my to my home country, mm-hmm. see the family over there too. A few yeah. Times. No. So I'm fortunate to to, to have been, to have done that still. Dope, dope, dope. And how was it growing up in Montreal? Because I've been, I've been in Toronto. I love Toronto. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. How was it growing up in? How was, how was it growing up in Montreal? I've never been there. Nah. So, and Tor- Toronto is about like a six to seven hour drive uh, from mm-hmm. Montreal. Uh, I mean, to get back and forth is not too complicated. But now, nah, growing up in Montreal, it's it's what a lot of people don't know is that. Um, and when I speak to people that are probably not really privy to Canada in general, maybe just Toronto, is that Montreal is a bilingual city. Mm. So we in the bilingual, so we in the province of Quebec, which is the beside the province of Ontario. That's where Toronto is. Mm-hmm. So in Quebec, it's a it's 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 a Frank it's a French speaking province. So we say francophone mm. because the first language is French, but it's by li- but it's a bilingual province. But French is the main language over here. But Montreal is like almost perfect. It's like it's bilingual most most of the time. Like uh, everybody I grew up with, we already sp- start speaking off English and French, mm. and then you add the language that you know your family's from or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I grew up. At, so I grew up in the area of Montreal where it was predominantly uh, English speakers, mm-hmm. predominantly the black black community, black Caribbean community. Mm-hmm. So I'm African, but I grew up a lot with a, with a lot of Caribbean, I, mm-hmm. I have a lot of Caribbean childhood friends. We all grew up in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so on the western part of the city, it's much more that way. You have the English speakers, mm-hmm. and on the front and on the east eastern part of the city, you got worse, more French speakers. Nice. So it's like. There's like a little, there's like an unofficial divide in the city. Like if you know you're in one area, you know you're on the French side. If you're in one, another area, you know you're on the English side. But mm. all in all, like everybody more or less understands each other. You know, the bilingualism is so, uh, it's so thick in the sense where some people may not even speak French. Like they may not speak it, but they understand it properly and vice mm. versa. You yeah, got yeah. people that don't speak English day to day, but they'll understand perfectly. So I can speak to you in English, you'll speak to me in French mm. and we'll both understand each other. Or we'll mix up our our slang is a it's a it's a mix. Yeah. It's yeah. a mix of English and French. And then you have the Haitian community that that is a big part here. So we have Cray a bit of Creole influences, a bit mm. of Creole expressions in our in our slang. So mm. it's 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 uh, it's it's uh it's something else. But not Grove Montreal is definitely a city where you find a lot of different things in gotcha, different areas, gotcha. especially when it comes to the the people. It's mm. a lot of different people. Copy, copy, man. And you know, I, like you said, you your parents are from Cameroon. You was actually born. You was born in Montreal, right? Exactly. exactly. Copy, copy. And and let me ask you a question. I know you said that you know you have the bilingualism there. Yeah. But do you feel like all right? Maybe sometimes like, did you have any like issues kind of growing up, or you just fit right in? Uh, I mean, when it comes to the bilingualism, I kind of didn't have an issue just because by law mm-hmm. I had to go to school in French. There's a uh, lot okay. in place. Oh wow. Yeah, it's called Bill 101, like real, 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 real one sentence quick history lesson in Quebec. There's a bill that says that it stipulates that if you're a, if you're a child of an immigrant 
mm-hmm. you got to go to school in French unless when your parents came, it was av- it was before the bill came in, in, in effect. So the bill came in effect in like the 70s. Mm-hmm. So my parents came like after that. So mm-hmm. they had me and they had my, my, my brothers. We all had to go to school in French. But mm-hmm. I got I got I got friends who because their parents grew up here. So they were here even before the bill came in effect. They can choose to mm. go to school English or French, but by law I have to go. So when you have that, it's kind of like when you're small, mm. you're automatically exposed to both languages regardless. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, that's fire. It's like you're you you're you're just used to it. You go all over yeah. the place and you just you just maneuver. So on that front, you're already immersed in it, so you don't really think about it. It's second nature. It's only when you leave the city you realize, oh snap, it's not the same. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The city is it's like that, and then uh, obviously there's ups and downs. Like there's some areas, like I said, there's a lot of areas that are more uh, immigrant based. A lot of you know places, mm. places with immigrants where I grew up at, and you got the places where it's a lot more. French Canadian, you know, white looking people and everything like that. So it's, it's different cultures, and you know, uh, compared to compared to maybe in the states, whatever. Like the the, the if you want to talk on the racial side of it, things are kind of like more subtle in mm-hmm. a sense. Yeah, you won't yeah. really have too many too much con- conflicts face to face. But you could you could know things could be gotcha. there could be some some tension, but gotcha. it's subtle tension in a way. But that it's it's really it really depends. I'm not trying to generalize. Mm. It's just situ- it's just situations may arise where that could be yeah. the case. Yeah, I noticed that even in Toronto, like it wasn't really like they, you know, everybody just was like in one mixed gumbo pot. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like yeah, it yeah, wasn't even nice like yeah, it was yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. And you know, on the music side, yeah. you know, what made you want to be an artist? Like you know what I'm saying? Because you, like I said, you have such a rich background. Like yeah. what what made you want to just become a, like an artist? Uh, to be honest, man, I, I remember when I was a kid, I was like eight years old. I think that's when I, when I really remember having the first thought of like, okay, I got to have music in my life, like mm. in some way, shape or form. I think when I was eight, I was like looking at DJs spin on TV and I was like, I was like amazed. I'm like, yo, that's, that's, that's fly, yo. But yeah. then uh, when I started writing, I started writing, I was like 11 years old and I was like, okay, the writing part is where I really felt passionate about it and everything, you know, and I knew that was something that separated myself from the fold a bit. Mm-hmm. Especially growing up, you know, when you kids, you're trying to figure everyone trying to figure out what they what they what they can, what they can't do, what they're nice at, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I figured okay, with the pen at an early age at that time, I knew my creative juice was already flowing, I could recognize it. Yeah, so yeah. since then, it was really since a very, very long time I realized, okay, like I'm gonna have whatever happens in my life, I'm gonna have this part of my life for sure, uh mm-hmm. set in stone. Like it's not gonna go away. Uh, and it's and you know it only got the the love and the passion for it only got stronger as I got older and I learned more about the game mm-hmm. and I realized I'm like yo I could I could definitely contribute to this whole thing that exists called hip hop you know mm-hmm. even on my side and then and in the world too like mm-hmm. uh, you know just like you said being from where I'm from when I was younger I didn't really put too much bank on that mm-hmm. but it's only the last several years where it's like okay like it's 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 it only it's it's just more juice that I have that I can put in my put in my stuff. You know? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, you know, and who did you listen to in Montreal? Because I know you know America. We we kind of we had they say we have bias in America, but who <laughs> did you listen to? Who did you listen to uh, growing up? I'm not gonna lie. When I was a kid, we didn't even really, really. Can I curse you? I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah no, so we didn't really fuck with too many Canadian artists. Not <laughs> like, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, we're, we're talking like. When I was a kid, so we're talking, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, like BT was was what you got to have, you know what I'm saying? We didn't even have BT on regular cable. Yeah. You know, like we had to get that on, on, on digital or satellite. So you got BT, you, you got all, you got all everything that's going on that you're not really trying to mess with on the Canadian side. Like, and it's yeah, not because yeah. you didn't like to, it's just 
the, obviously the industry wasn't the same. The, the the flash wasn't the same. The music wasn't the same. And, and you know, the way it's marketed wasn't the same. So, mm. you know, when I was a kid, obviously I was listening to the Snoop Stray, Eminem. Okay. Uh, uh, I was listening to Nas, mm. obviously, Jay, Jay-Z, of course, you know. Yeah. The, the usual suspects, you know. Gotcha, and, gotcha. You know, Nelly, Ludacris. Uh, I was a big Ludacris fan, especially at the time when he when he when he was like on second album with uh with yeah. Out Loud and everything like that. Now Ludacris is dope. Ludacris is dope. Because yeah. at that time, like a lot of people sleep, like Ludacris had a run where he was untouchable. Mm. You know? And yeah. obviously low, obviously Lil Wayne. Uh, so you got all of that, you know, put together. Rick Ross, like when I was when I was younger and in my teenage years, so it was like mm. we was we was we was. We were really like on everything at the same time, like especially if you're really into no, you really got mm. your, like the mixtape game. I was heavy in the mixtapes, you know, DJ drama series, all. That. Oh wow, like, okay, I didn't know they reached all the way up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah what? Nah, nah, nah. Southern Smoke, Jeezy, like. Wow, that, okay. That. Yeah, no, nah, especially me and my homies, like in, in in where I grew up at, we we were heavy on that. So yeah, Cameron, uh, you you name it, like we were we we knew what was going on for real. We just yeah, weren't yeah. Good, we were aware. Yeah, so yeah. Did, uh, all that you know, and then. Obviously, uh, the one person that I'm gonna have to name his name is like when Drake kind of like broke the, the the seal of that, you know, where yeah, like to to mess with what's happening in Canada, you know. Obviously, we obviously we we knew of him beforehand. Yeah, you know I mean, like I, yeah, I was aware of Drake since like oh five oh six. Oh wait, on TV. Yeah, we, we were watching the Grassy, the show that he was on when he was a kid. When he was a yeah, kid, we were watching, you know, what I'm saying before yeah. we even. He was into music. Mm. We just seen him like, okay, he's a child actor and with, with a bunch of other people. So, but then when when we were seeing the transition him to music, I'm like, okay, he was alright. And even at that, we're like, okay, he's cool, he's, he's fly, but okay, whatever. We're going back to what was doing, what happened in America. <laughs> and, uh, but it's only when like we start seeing him, you know, link up with Weezy mm. and all that, you know, and then it's like, okay, like he's 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 definitely moving up. And then that obviously that created a whole. Opening of floodgates, you know, and then you got guys like the Weekend that follow up after that, you, got, mm. you know, and then other, and that's, in, that's on the Toronto side. So from the American side, that's one thing, and then obviously Toronto was the next in Canada. Toronto was the first place where we mm. opening up to the world, and obviously mm. here in Montreal, we were aware of that because it's our neighbors, you know, and uh, so so yeah. So in a nutshell, that's basically what growing up, like what I've been exposed to, what's going on, and then in the last maybe eight to ten years, Montreal is really trying to. Montreal has uh, a lot of people say Montreal is not on the map per se. I don't like the on the map except, uh, expression to an extent because yeah, yeah. Montreal is recognized, especially on the production side. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of producers out here that are known mm. elsewhere, like in, in Europe. And I think one of our most famous acts here is K. Trinado. Mm. I don't know if you heard of him, but he's, mm. he's a he's a he's he's signed to RCA. He's from Montreal. He's he's produced for. He recently did a uh, one of the week a remix for the weekend for one of the singles, but he's been around for a long time. Mm. He's been he's been he's been involved with a lot of acts. It's another guy called High Classified. He produced for Future. Okay, you know the track uh, Future in the Weekend uh, coming off strong. Yeah, mm. yeah, that was produced by a guy from Montreal, High Classified. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, and then I go. To, I've been to France. You know, and people in in France they they messing with what's happening in Montreal in the production side mm. and now on the artist side. So it's like mm. it's kind of like. I don't want to say our turn, quote unquote, but it's like we there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah right so there. Yeah, just, you just got it. You just for sure like on the cusp, you're on the cusp of something, and then you know, yeah. You got, and then I know, I know, I have peers, you know, literally guys in the city that are now abroad, you know, people that are touring, people that are mm-hmm. in Europe, people that are in the states, people that are messing with other artists, other American artists too, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like it's it's we there, we on the cusp, and it's like 
you just gotta it's, it's a matter of just you know pushing it a bit forward and there's one drop that's gonna fall over the, the you know there's always that one drop that puts everything over and then bang it's like all right much y'all so yeah yeah it just it just takes time like a lot of times it really just takes t- and, it's, and the thing is everybody's an artist now so it takes yeah. everybody's an artist when i tell you i get music like even after after i get off the interview with you like i gotta like review a whole bunch of music yeah, for my playlist I like I bro i it's 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 bad like it's everybody like even last night i had went to a a show i went to a showcase to do some like networking and judging whatever the case may be Word. And it was, that 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 event had twenty three artists by itself, and I was in a little spot in New Jersey, so it's crazy. Um, now your music, you you harmonize, you sing, you rap, yeah. you do everything. Your music, like, did you like study music growing up, or you just was like, you know what, I wrote it like this, and I'm just gonna do music like this. So the the most of what I know is kind of like you know uh, trial and error in a sense, but I did in high school, I did do music theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. Uh, I played saxophone and trumpet when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was like that. That was a little. No, I didn't. I didn't really pursue it afterwards, just off of lack of encouragement or lack of motivation. But like, mm-hmm. I, I'm happy I did have that. You know, that kind of uh, official background in a sense, where there's certain things. I guess it's helping now, just with certain melodies or whatever, where I just hear it mm-hmm. and I know. So okay, it's got it. This this is the next. You know the next inflection is here. You gotta have a uh, there's certain tones like certain terms I can use. A certain I'm in the studio with the engineer. You know, it's like okay, I want I want to break here. Okay, now nah, release here. I want you know. So it's like it became a bit subconscious. So when I when I'm working on stuff, so um, but a lot of things is trial and error. With especially on the hip hop side, you don't really have uh, an official music theory. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, you just you just going what you feel. Yeah, exactly. And if mm. it, it sounds nice, it sounds nice, and you work with that. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a it's a bit of, it's a bit of both uh, both of that. But um, the the harmonizing, the singing, like that's off ear. Like I said, spring with that, and then also just listening to different types of music. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I listen, I really listen to different types. At one point, I was I was big on techno when I was a kid. Even before hip hop, I was big on techno. Mm-hmm. I was big on techno. I was big on electro. Uh, I won't point. I was listening to punk music. Mm. Uh, you know, sometimes I think I had a phase of country music. So it's like <laughs> when you when you when you kind of like you, you put your ear in different spaces, mm-hmm. and then you can pull a little bit from each from everything you hear, and you could put something together. Obviously, mm. my African background there's a lot of you know traditional. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. With you know, what I'm saying that. Yeah, that goes without saying. Like that's even and even now more than ever as I create, I use that influence much more than ever. Like you know. Uh, mm. Uh, I make an effort or I make a point to be like, okay, I'm going to use this influence here to, to, to put that, but still do it my way. Got you. And, and yeah, and in the, in the music scene, as far as like Toronto, you know, Toronto has this music scene, Vancouver yeah. has his own music scene. Yeah. Um, Montreal has his own music scene. Do you feel like, okay, like it's been favorable to you as far as like doing shows or doing showcases or networking or doing feature with other artists? Like how has the Montreal music scene has uh, been to you? So because I've been I've been in the scene for a long time, like since I was I say since I was a kid, since I was maybe like fourteen years old, moving mm-hmm. around the city, just moving and shaking with me and my me and my homies in the hood, we was all with a little little click, you know what I'm saying? It all starts mm-hmm. out, you know, you with your people in the yeah. kitchen, you all together and you rapping, y'all when is rapping, when is producing, when is recording or mm-hmm. whatever. Everybody has some kind of role. So we all just we were moving around since mad young. And I was able to get my uh I, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? I was able to um, 
get my ears wet in a sense in, perf- mm. in terms of performing just i did a lot of showcases and all those younger. a lot mm. i was doing showcases before i was legal to get in the club oh wow first, okay like before perform like my first performance in the club i think i was 16 or 17 and you got to be 18 and once you're when you're legal yeah um, my, my other homie was 15. we was both in the club. <laughs> and we was performing and then we stayed yeah. after the club it was a party you know what i'm saying but that's we we were able to to get a lot of uh, experiencing very early, just doing a lot of showcases, like you said, like we were. I, I remember, I remember being on bills where there were like fifteen to twenty artists, yeah, and yeah. everybody in the crowd was only the other artists waiting to perform. Yeah, you know what I mean, and they bring their people, and it's like if yeah. you're dead last, you're going at like two a.m. and nobody's gonna oh see my. you. And you're there since like <laughs> and you bring your people, and they wait, they wait, and they're like, when you going out, and then the promoter is putting the promoter is cool, other people then, so it's like okay, I'm gonna put you on here because it's like. The, you know, everybody wants to go around midnight, 1 a.m. when it's like the hype or the moment or whatever. But, you mm-hmm. know, you deal with that. You've got it's experience building and you deal with that and you know, OK, this is you know what you want and you know what you don't want in the experience and what you what you want to do. So uh, what helped me a lot is that I was able to get a lot of respect because I was I was able to win the crowd over, especially the crowd being other artists. Yeah, you know, that's one thing. Like when you do showcase and you're able to have other artists actually Rock with, with you, vibe and rock yeah, with you, yeah, yeah, and like you know, you 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 like, oh, when I say no, nah, y'all say you know, and then they do it and they don't feel weird about it. Like, hey, you, <laughs> you made it, so, you got something. Yeah. yeah. So at least they're in a small corner of the city, small you know rundown mm. bar, but it's like you don't forget that, and they don't forget you. You know, yeah, what yeah. I mean? like two years later, and they, and they always network with you. That's the thing with yeah. artists. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Like that, that, and and it's funny too because even like with me DJing, because I, I DJ a lot of showcases yeah. in the, in the city and stuff. So a lot of artists constantly. They, I mean, people like they always ask me, "Why do you do it?" I'm like, "It's the because re- I'm like, yo, it's so much fun." Like I still I produce like you see me I'm in my studio yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I love yeah. I love I love being around the creativity. It's something different. Like people at parties, they just stuck up and just want to party. They just yeah, want to yeah, take. Yeah. They real stuck up. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and when you had a showcase, you still get that hunger. You still get still, that, yeah, that, that yeah. feeling. And yeah. And able to exchange with the same people because they're here. Yeah. For the same reason. Same so. reason. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's so better. So um, it's like, yeah. Huh? Like, I remember, <laughs> I remember, uh, and like this is Montreal. I remember being in, I went to Atlanta for uh, a um, back in, I think it was like six, seven years ago, I was there and this was like one of the, it was like an unofficial showcase in, in, for ATC and a, a DJ I knew at the time, he was setting it up. So he put me on the bill. Mm-hmm. But I would see, this is like, and this is another difference. This is another level of showcasing. Like at least I, I got used to showcasing in Montreal. Now I'm showcasing in another city where mm-hmm. nobody knows where I'm from. They may yeah. not, they hear an accent when they hear me and I'm in Atlanta. So that's a whole yeah. different culture. ATC know, is I'm, lovely. I just went last year. I went last year and network yeah. crazy, yeah. No, it's it's a lot of it's, I met a lot of good people, and to this day I still have I still have uh, relationships I have from 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 being there, you know. Nice, so, dope, dope. Just, like just jumping on there and like, and at one point I spoke French to the crowd. They didn't understand what I was saying. But it, was just, <laughs> it, it was just to be like, okay, let me just set myself apart just a bit different, you know. what I'm saying I don't have that Atlanta slang. My swagger is not the same. Let me yeah. add some French to it. They don't understand, but they'll be like, wait, okay, he's yeah. spoke a different language. I right, but okay, I'll remember that at least. But you so, know what's crazy? Atlanta, Atlanta, not to cut you off, Atlanta definitely, oh, they they just like the new shit. Like, if it's new, mm-hmm. they rock with it. That's why they keep winning, because they embrace the new, everything new. They yeah, embrace it. Too. Yeah. yeah, they embrace it. Like, that's one thing Atlanta does. Like, they really, really like, New York, we kind of stuck in our ways. But Atlanta, they definitely embrace the new, the new joint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. Like, I've yet to, I think I've yet to really perform in New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been there a few times, just on some network, just to network a few times. But mm-hmm. yeah, like, 
Atlanta was probably the deepest. No, yeah. LA was also another spot, but that was oh, more nice. like the invite thing where like the few people, there was other Toronto people. So mm. we were already like on the, the Canadian crew. So we was already like kind of yeah. tight back. Yeah. But, but nah, nah, like showcasing is a good experience, especially when you're early and you're trying to, yeah. you know, you're trying to figure out what you do, what you can't do and stuff. For sure, man. And do you like being in the studio better or you like performing better? Yo, it's almost 50-50, but the, I put the edge on being on being on stage and performing. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, it's 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 the real. That's the real test, you know. You're mm -hmm. in the studio. It's the fun part of just going in your mind and and seeing what you can do and playing around, you know, and doing things. But in the, when you're in front of the people, mm -hmm. I always like to see the real test. So it's like, are you really whatever you did at the studio? Now the people are there. Like, uh, does your idea work? Like, mm -hmm. I truly believe that. I think. I believe to an extent that like the crowd, I forgot who I heard this from, but it's like the, the I don't know if it was Gary Vee or something, but it's like the, the crowd or the market isn't like, they're not dumb in a sense, mm. in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a global sense. Like if 99% of the crowd is not rocking with you, they're not wrong. Like you can't, mm. they, they can't be wrong. 99, 99 strangers out of 100 cannot be wrong yeah, when you're yeah. presenting them something. So that means, okay, you go back to the drawing board and you see what, you see what you can tweak, you know, and then it does, it's not, you don't got to turn 99 people to now 100 followers from 99 to go down to 75, mm -hmm. down to 50. Now you got half the crowd. So as you keep tweaking, you know, so as you perform and you tweak, sometimes I'll do a song, I'll record a song in the studio and I feel like it's done. And then let's have a show the next week. I'll do, I'll perform that track. Yeah, for sure. I'll perform that track and, you know, and then I'll get real ideas as I'm performing. Sometimes I'll perform it with my energy and I'll look, I'll see the reaction and I'll see, okay, they reacted at this part. All right, cool. And I'll probably go back to the studio mm. and make a tweet. Maybe that's I'll smart. That's break. real smart. That's smart. Maybe that's I'll put smart. A beat break there. That way, it's like they hear what I'm saying because they reacted mm -hmm. last time without the beat break. So now it's like, all right, at this point, I'm gonna end this line without the beat because what I'm saying is crazy. And then they really mess with it. Yeah. So it's a little, a little tweak like that. And then now, when the song comes out, those who were there before to hear the original version, now they already kind of bought into it because they heard it. They're familiar with it to an extent. Mm. And now they and they and the fact that they'll hear the adjustment, they'll even be more into it. Yeah, you know? and it's for easier sure. for them to talk about it with other people. So definitely, no. And you know, it's great. That's actually smart. The same way I tell artists all the time. I'm like, listen, even when you're doing these shows, make sure you have some handouts. Like sitting there and trying to get everybody's Instagram is a waste of time. Like, mm. put your QR code, get some merch, get some flyers, yeah. get some. You know, what I'm saying promote, promote, promote yourself. Yeah. And there's always that last. Thing. I know everybody thinks like, oh, you just get on from social media, but I'm like. If you ever think about it, all your big artists gave out flyers, hung up posters, every single, even Drake. Drake was out there giving Absolutely. out CDs, like, Absolutely. you know, and they don't understand that. And I, I want to ask you, too, like, um, mm -hmm. you, you, as far as your music is, is concerned, do you work with, like, a specific producer or you buy beats or do you do your own produ production? So I usually work with, uh, I work with producers all the time. A lot of times, I'm like, how I work is I'm always flexible to opening with whoever wants to holler. Like, if you, I'm, I always, I listen to beats almost daily. Even mm. if I have a project done, whatever, I'm just listening to beats because I'm. It allows me to be in creative mode. Mm. Um, and uh, no, I work with producers in the city. I work with producers internationally. The EP I'm working on right now, uh, most of it is produced by producers outside of Canada. Mm. Uh, they found me on IG, and then we and then we try. To, I try to build a rapport with them. You know, it's like, oh, I like what you're doing, and uh, I'm like, can I send you something? I'm like, for sure, send it to me. That's my email, mm. and if I like something. Uh, then I'll get back at you and then we could go from there. So sometimes mm. it could be they, they send me beats and I don't, I, I, I probably just go through it and then maybe at that time I'm not feeling it or it's not where my head is at. And then six months later, I'll go back to that same folder and mm. I'll find something that's like, okay, I got something for this. So I'll hit him back up like, yo, is this still available? 
yeah so so all right bless and then let's let's work from there mm-hmm. uh, i try i always i always push to work exclusively in the sense where if i'm buying from them, like i'm buying exclusively yeah uh, for sure you know i i i, I made a, i made it a point a few years back to stop leasing like I, and 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 i man, like i was one of those guys like you got if your pocket you i'm not saying my pockets is deep now but it's like you know when you're starting off you know if you got a hundred dollars and you want, and you got a hundred dollars, and you, a studio session costs sixty dollars. At least that's the rate over here. Like, when you find a mm-hmm. studio, it's gonna charge you sixty bucks for two hours. At that point, I was paying sixty bucks for two hours for a studio session. Bang, twenty bucks to lease a beat, twenty dollars to boost it on IG. Like I was doing that. <laughs> I was doing that. But I it got you. But I, but it worked. Is you know it worked. Yeah, though. no, to an extent. You know, to yeah, an it worked. Yeah, and you repeat, and then you get better, and then you could, and then if you get more knowledgeable in the game on the business side, you can at least figure out, okay, I can get a bit more bread doing this. If I read, making sure the registrations is done, maybe a bit more bread is going to come on this side. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then now your 100 goes to 150. Okay, now my lease, I could buy the Wave only beat, you know, higher quality. Studio sets is still 60 bucks. So now that's for, that's $100. Now I got $50 so I can yeah. market it back. You know, yeah. maybe instead of three days promo, I could boost it for a week, you know, and then rinse and repeat. And then, I, so I got to the point where I was like, okay, now I know I could work on an exclusive beat by beat basis and uh from there at, at the end of the day it's all about building rapport with the producer you might now nah, you got you, it yeah you, you got you a it that you can afford and then bang it's like okay i can afford this yeah now this work you know so and especially yeah because yeah, that's what i do like even me like i was producing like all the local artists i just started yeah. busting out like a lot of music with the mm-hmm. local artists and then i was like you know what let me just start my own label because i'm end up putting out the records because you know they don't know business they don't know ads they don't know yeah. publishing shit. so i'm saying i'm like yo i might as well just do this myself you know and it's mm-hmm. been me starting a label really like changed my life like mm-hmm. it's crazy like changed my life a lot um you know and i want to ask you this question too what like who who besides yourself is like the hottest like uh, Montreal artist? Who you think is the hottest artist besides yourself? <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, yo, there's a. I'm gonna name a few names. Uh, I might be bi- I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible, going by numbers. Uh, so one of the one of the one of the um, the hardest guys out here, and he's not even here anymore. He's in L. A. His name is Nate Husser, mm-hmm. and he's he's uh, he's he's from Montreal. He's from uh, he grew up in the in the hood, not too far from me, close to downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's been he's been making a lot of heavy moves. Uh, he's currently, I think, he's distributed by Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, so he's in LA right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another uh, a female rapper. She goes by the name of Naya Ali. She's from my she's from my hood actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she she and she's she's doing a lot. She's doing a lot of good stuff. You know, she's touring right now, I believe. Uh, what else? So that's and I'm naming that's a few artists on the English side. So on the French side, you got. Um, you got a lot of people. You got a lot of people on the first side. You got um, there's a group of artists. They're called. It's, I'm saying in French, Saint Cent Quatorze. So mm-hmm. it's five one four. The error code is five one four. So it's just in, in French, but they flip it in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a collective of artists that they they be, they be make a lot of moves as well. Nice. I know I'm missing a lot of people, but like there's a lot of these guys that you go on YouTube and you realize they be getting hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, million views. You know what I'm saying? Like wow. they got. They got, they got, they got fans and everything. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's really, it's spread out. Mm. You know what I mean? It's spread out. So, like, I can relate to that. You know, it's, it's like sometimes the people, it's not the people in the backyard that's gonna rock with you the hardest. And it's mm. which is, I don't feel no way about it. It is what it is. To an extent, you work with what you got, and then, but then when you work the stats together, you can go somewhere else with just pockets of people to really uh, mm. work with what you do, and then you do that. But no, yeah. it's a handful. I name like just a handful, but there's way more. Way more dude yeah, dude. that's dope. Now nah, that's dope. That's dope. The guy, I'm thinking of it now. From my, I'm I, so my hood is called NDG. 
mm-hmm. NDG. So, uh, and I'm and I'm so proud to say like there's a lot of guys from from my from where I'm grown, grown up that are making moves. There's another guy called Skyfall. He's another youngin from my area as well, and he's 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 doing crazy moves. Um, yeah, so it's 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 fuck. <laughs> now nah, you're good. You're good. I just, I, I, it's crazy because I only really wanted like one artist. I was like, all right, you gave, you know, you gave, you showed a lot of love to your city. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know before we get out of here, I just want to talk about the the record Crypto Dot. That was actually the record yeah. that caught my attention. But like, <laughs> like I was like, okay, he's on it. So what, what, what inspired that record, the Crypto Dot Yo, record? I, I'm not gonna lie. So Crypto, so obviously Crypto, but it's like, so mm-hmm. I, it's, I, I took it to play. It's a play on words. And I'm not gonna lie, the song came up to me. The song, the, the idea came about. I was literally at the crib, just sweeping the floor, mm-hmm. and then I was listening to beats, and I was like, "Yo, the melody, just everything came to my head." Like almost, the song literally wrote itself. Like it just, <laughs> it just wrote itself. I'm like, okay, Crip thought I could play with that because I was already, and I was already. I think at the time uh, when I wrote it, you know, um, I've been on, on on my side. I've been on the crypto. You know, I've been aware of crypto. I've, I've got a few holdings here and there with some, with some cryptocurrency. So I've been I've been on that for a little while, mm. and you know just the idea of like, you know, pushing the concept of a gold digger. But like in today's day and age, you know, it's like we're not digging gold no more. You know what I'm saying? She wants you. You gotta have you gotta have crypto. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not, she's not she's not fucking with you if you got cash. Like fuck cash, man. She you gotta have that BTC. You gotta have Ethereum. You gotta have Bitcoin, whatever it is, man. If you want to spread, yeah. you know what I'm saying? She. she but nah, it was really that, and I just want to. Ha- it, it was. Well, songs want to have fun with, you know, like mm-hmm. just t- taking relevant topics and today and putting it together with crypto, with, you know, every day there's a new argument between men and women online, whatever, whatever. I was like, let me just take it and just yeah, put it in the flip it. and just flip it and have my own fun with it. That's literally how it came about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. For sure, for sure, man. And, um, you know, and I want to I want to get up. Uh, before we get out of here, too, I want to yeah. ask: Do you have any um, like albums coming out? I know you put out an EP last year, and do you have anything coming out this year? Yeah, so so no, so so I put out a few singles last year. So I am dropping an EP a month from now, so May twenty seventh, okay. my EP called Life for Life mm-hmm. is coming out. That's my first uh, project since twenty nineteen, since basically pandemic and mm-hmm. you know everybody had to slow down and fix up whatever they had to fix up because yeah, for sure down. So yeah, yeah, but this is like okay, I'm I'm. I'm I was able to I was I stayed up creative mode, put a lot of songs together. So yeah, so Life for Life is coming out May twenty seventh. So Krypton is included in that. My first single as well, Maserati, uh is is, is on that album. It's on that mm-hmm. as well. I'm dropping another single uh very shortly. Um so yeah, that's my first EP in a few years. I'm 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 happy to just put something out in a short form and where that people can just see where my head is at now. Mm-hmm. You know, for those who rocked me before, they could see where it's at now. Those who haven't heard me yet, mm-hmm. you know, if they hear Crypto for the first time, they're scared. Okay, let me see what this guy's about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's that's, that's the goal, you know. So yeah, so life yeah. for life. It's uh, it, it's basically just taking a life and making something out of it. You know, you got you can't just. We yeah, survive to live. We gotta live to live, you know. So yeah. for sure, for sure, facts. And on the last, my last question is: um, yeah. Do you want to stay independent, or you want to get a, any type of uh, major deal? So, I'm happy you asked me this, and I can answer this question now, just because of R.I.P. Nipsey. He was a big influence on my career and how for I sure. became in the business. The, the 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 sweet spot is literally being distributed by a major. That's what I realized. Yes, yes, yeah. So yeah, when you're in a position where a major can give you the resources. And you know, but you you even if you funded what you're doing yourself, mm-hmm. they give you the resources to just put it out to the masses, and then you collect by what you collect. You work whatever you work out with them, you work out with them, mm-hmm. and you know you're still able to own what you do and do whatever you want moving forward. To me, mm-hmm. that's the sweet spot. 
I'm not I'm not against signing or 360. I'm not against signing to a major with a different type of deal only because like I'm aware of how the business works. At least like every day I try to be more aware of it and mm. you know I try to learn how it works. So it's a, it's a situational thing. I'm not just gonna say oh no 360s just because there's a lot of bad stories about 360s. It, to an extent, depending on the situation, it may work out. And I'll be well. Think of, think of it this way: Jay Z signed a 360 with Live Nation, and he's a, a billionaire. People, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. A lot of people don't know that, you know. So. It could be 360 and then negotiation. I could just negotiate terms that are in my favor. Mm. And for the amount of time that the contract is in, is in play, it's like I, I maximize I maximize it and then move on to the next. So mm. uh, independent, obviously independent is a, it's a, it's a gift and a curse being independent. You know, you don't have a big machine behind you, but you still have all the creative energy and control that you want. Mm. Uh, but, you know, if, if you want to reach more people, which is what I want to do, mm. I do understand at one point I'm going to have to make certain concessions. As yeah. long as I'm aware, then I know I could I could I could maximize what I what, what I do keep mm. that way like maybe maybe move uh, later on if I want to get back what I conceded I can mm. or uh, the playing field can be evened out like that so yeah got you got you my brother Tegans Tegans sure. <laughs> yeah man for sure man where can people find you let everybody know all my fans or your fans where can where can we get your music all of that yes sir so Tegans T A I G E N Z on all platforms. Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter, uh, all everything. I'm on every platform. I'm on every stream platform. So yeah, Tay Gens, you can find me, and don't hesitate to holler at me. I'm pretty, uh, pretty reactive online. I'm pretty active on social media. And uh, yeah, man, look out for Life for Life coming out and everything moving forward from there. There you go, man. My God, Tay Gens, man. We gonna do this again. It's crazy. I had so many questions. You gave me such great <laughs> answers, and I had so many, uh, so many. But you know, I don't want to. We don't do this again, so don't even worry about it. For sure, for sure. Um, you know, what I'm saying, like I said, tell Hope, thank you, everything like that, for, sure. for setting this up. I know I've been super busy, as you can all see. All good, all good. Word, 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 man. Uh, it's DJ Chase, man. The pregame party miss podcast right here on DJ Chase Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and DJChase.net, the official website. Up, we got that merch, DJ Chase merch. DJChase.net and on that YouTube DJ Chase TV you know this man DJ Chase yeah yeah man it's the one only DJ Chase man you know this man you're now locked in DJ Chase Radio the new new audio home for the creative man keep a lot stream 24-7 let's go we are lit, lit. Keep a- lit. you are now listening to DJ Chase Radio turn your radio up the home of the creative tune in 24-7 Call me, she probably missed me, wow. but I'm on the way. 
West Coast, mad litty. Rolling with some niggas probably close to the 60s. Watching my wrist probably cost seven bills. That's what I told Shorty from Beverly Hills. Then I spoke French, she was wet to her heels. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Elle a feel. Elle a feel. You fucking with a nigga from a city with the real. Split in the middle, six days just to heal. I am not a player, I just recognize the feel when I'm out. In Hollywood, 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 Bitch, I'm a star on the boulevard. Come and touch your card, you can lose your drawers. He will let you leave, you can stay a frog. Put him on a leash while you party with me in Hollywood, 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 Hollywood. Bitch, I'm in twelve on the boulevard. Come and touch your card, you gon' lose your drawers. He will let you leave, he can stay a frog. Put him on a leash, let him play with dogs. R.I.P. Kobe, R.I.P. Nip. Legendary shit, I'm tryna be a part. I be in my city with the Nina lock, waiting on my shot like I seen the ops. Every day I'm on the court. I don't see the competition that you're speaking of. I know my shit hot, I don't need remarks. Imaginary players, what you really are. I be with the shorties with the titties out. They be feminists, they don't need a bra. I'm the chosen one who gon' lead the war. Bubble for the night, and bitch, I'ma be in Hollywood, 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 Bitch, I'm a star on the boulevard. Come and touch your card, you gon' lose your drawers. He won't let you leave, you can stay a frog. Put him on a leash while you party with me in Hollywood, 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 Hollywood. Hollywood, hey, Hollywood, hey, Hollywood. <laughs> I'm saying.